Hey y'all, I'm Shalise. And I'm Kai, and you're listening to the Talking to Brunch podcast, where we eat, drink, and talk some shit. So grab your glass and pull up a seat to the table. Hello, and welcome back to the Talking to Brunch podcast. I'm Shalise Bree, and today we will be doing um, my first solo episode. So we kind of want to switch it up, you know, kind of expand the content. Um... And today, I think we just kind of felt like I would probably be the best person that could kind of talk about this particular topic um, since it hits home for me personally in a few ways. Well, let me not say that. I would just say police brutality hits home for me in a few ways. So um, we're going to start with the tip of the day. Um, So the tip of the day which I don't necessarily have planned for some odd reason. (laughs) Um, Is fight for your rights, but do it intelligently. I'm not trying to incite no riots or nothing, you know, but do what you need to do because you are a human as well. Yeah, that's the tip. What you think, Ashley? All right, bet. Cool. She not going to say nothing. This is fun. <laughs> yes, that's a good tip. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so chocolate is gonna let me sit here and, and just die out here. Okay. All right. Um, so I'd like to start this episode out by saying, um, I'm just really saddened by all the things that are going on in the world right now. I mean, I understand that it's necessary because real change does not come without sacrifice. At the same time, I do wish that the sacrifice um, that was happening wasn't necessarily people that looked like me and my brothers and my dad and my uncle and my cousins and you know women that look like my mom and my sisters and my cousins and my aunties. I do wish that that wasn't the case, but here we are. So guess we'll just have to take from it what we will, right? Um, so rest in peace to um, Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. Um, those situations are so unfortunate. I'm really saddened for your family. Um, and I don't know, it's just like a life is so heavy I don't want it to just be a hashtag so I don't seem the happiest person in the world. Um, And I don't really have a lot to say just because, I mean, those are lives. Those are people's families. Like, it's not like a joke or um, a laughing matter or something that could just be breezed over um, with an Instagram post. So I don't have a lot of words for it because I can just only imagine how I would feel in that situation. And honestly, I don't know if it'd be a lot of words that I would want to hear. So just out of respect, I would just like to say that you're gone, but never forgotten and prayers to your family. All right. So moving on to the topic of the day. So I think I want to say in a previous episode, maybe like in our first like three um, we discussed interracial dating. And so I want to take another look at that from a more serious standpoint. Um, 
so I was just going to tell you how this topic kind of came about. I was talking with a friend who um, dates a white girl. Her father is white. Her dad is, I'm sorry, her father's white. Her mother is white Latina. So extremely passing. Um, and her family, they're, you know, they're, they're Trump supporters as well. And he's a very, very black man. And, uh, you know, it just leaves for questioning. So um, I initially told him that I didn't feel like that relationship was smart. And, and this is my friend, this is my friend for 10 years. So I can say that to him. I'm not going to just walk up and say that to nobody, but I can say that to him. I just said, I, you know, I don't necessarily think that's smart. I don't necessarily think that's going to work long-term. So due to all of the writing and I mean, well, police brutality is just a constant thing. So I can't really say due to that, but you know, due to the magnification of it within the last week, few weeks, we started talking about it. And I stated finally why I felt that wouldn't work. Because I think he took it as an I just was against interracial relationships, which I'm not. I don't necessarily care who you date. Date whoever makes you happy and whoever, I guess, fulfills you. But I do feel like as Black people, we do need to be more particular and more um, choosy when it comes to dating. I don't think we value ourselves in the manner that we should when we're choosing partners and mates. So the conversation kind of, you know, just started out with him telling me, you know, little things that, you know, kind of happened, which me being the type of person I am, I kind of realized those were slight microaggressions, you know, the equally yoked conversation kind of came up and um, I guess amongst her family and, you know, whatnot. And so I just kind of basically broke down like why her background mattered in reference to their dating situation because she's a really sweet girl. She's really nice. She's really well-meaning. She's just raised very different. I do know this person's entire family. They are very pro-black, like blackity black black um all the things and their backgrounds were just so vastly different i'd like to talk about why that matters why why you probably shouldn't date someone whose background is so different from yours unless they are willing to make extreme sacrifices um so Black men, I'm going to talk to y'all as nicely as I can because truthfully, this conversation is really directed towards you guys. I don't see you all using a lot, a lot of discernment when choosing mates, especially mates of another race, including people of color that are not African-American. Hmm. 
So in particular, with this one situation, as I stated, her family, they were her family's Republicans, but not just the Republicans who vote for, you know, they're like Trump supporters. They're stern Catholics. And like I said, just completely different radical views. Sis hasn't left home. And I just felt like the things. Sorry, computer act up. So, um, and I just felt like I do know there are people who have extreme, like extremely, from my opinion, odd um, backgrounds. But nine times out of 10, if they didn't, you know, want to be there, they'd eventually leave. You go to college, you figure a way out. I think sis is like 23, 24. Like, you can leave home by now. Choose to stay. For me, that's a red flag. You don't want to be away from it. Trump stands for racism and everything that is truly against Black people. Your parents actively voted for that and camp for that. And it's just very alarming. Now, I do understand that, like I said, someone's going to be like, oh, well, you know, sis can't make her parents do, you know, anything different. They're grown. That's fine. But you don't necessarily have to stay around for it. You're an adult. You can make your own decisions. That's just where I stand from. Like, that's my standpoint. Um, and so I had to have the conversation with him that. When you are dating someone that is not of your ethnicity and you are an an ethnicity that is, you know, beaten down, just shown extreme brutality in every way that is humanly possible. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just like a little sad. Like these this week has just been like a lot for me. Like it's just been a lot. Um, So please excuse me but um she's going to have to go against the system that she has benefited from to be with you a man of color and I say that because if you marry her and y'all y'all are together she will be the woman of a black household. That is a heavy title. That is a very heavy crown to wear. The woman of a black household. Regardless of her race, if you guys have children, her children will be black. If she's married to you, her husband will be black. Her family is now black. You have to pick and choose. Like you, no, not even pick and choose. You have to make people show you by action that they actually stand for you. Because if she wants to come over and have a black family in the long term, if that's where you're building, I'm a little older, you know, my friends are kind of dating for, you know, 
real life stuff now. So it's not just all for fun, kicks and giggles. Like we're actively looking at partners that we want to spend our lives with. So she's going to have to understand that she, as a white woman, has benefited from a system that has kept their foot on her family's neck. And so now it is her job to fight against that system all the time. Now, in particular, with that one situation, that is, it feels, it seems extremist just because of all the kind of things that kind of like line up with that particular situation. And I explained to him that if you are not just an accessory, because like, let's be very, like, let's be clear. It is in trend with Gen Zers and millennials to date a black person. And it's really in trend for these white girls to have a black boyfriend. Oh, I have a black boyfriend. He's older. Okay, cool. You're going to have to hold. If you see yourself building a future with this woman, you're going to have to hold her accountable to make sure that you are not just an accessory. In that generation, black men are the new puppy in a purse, like the early 2000s. It's fun to have you. It's fun to, you know, it's it's just it's just so like, oh my gosh, like it's just this new fun cool thing to do. It's all the rage. But people don't understand that that is it's so much weight to that. Our skin, our bodies, our essence, we're not just a fucking trend. So I'm asking black men to question and make, no, I'm asking black people. Let's get that straight. But mostly black men, because I do see more black men have this issue where they don't hold their white spouses accountable for their racism. If you value yourself, then you will make someone earn the head of household title in your life. And that is going to actually have to be you fighting for it. That also adds to the sense of you're going to, yes, she's going to probably have to go against her family. Because I read a quote that said, and it stuck with me, is that people forget a lot of stuff, but they never forget when you have different, when you have a different opinion from them. That stuck with me because it's true. If you ever want to see somebody hold a grudge with you or, you know, go against you with like a lot of venom, have a differing opinion. Her background, the people that she is with, have an opinion that is different against us living in a sense. So to prove that she or he wants to be with you, 
a lot of times they're going to have to go against their entire family. And that's heavy. That is a lot to ask. But you have to ask it. You have to ask that of them. Otherwise, they're not for you. Ashley, I know you're about to say something. Well, I saw you about to say something, so go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to ask and kind of like add, um, do you think that when it comes to the younger generation of, um, I'm more thinking specifically of black men, that they're not really just thinking about the future. It's just all, you know, fun for now in that sense. And I'm, I'm asking that because there are so many fun for now situations that end up in pregnancies and someone being in your life for a long time. And so I guess it's like, what message do you have for those younger men who are like, okay, well, I'm not looking to date this person forever. I'm just trying to have some fun for a second. Like, you know, where do you think that lies in that kind of age group? Okay. So I definitely agree with you. That little fun for now is like super juvenile. I, uh, okay, so I have a little brother, and he—he's <laughs> gonna make me wring his neck one day. But I digress. Um, on this particular topic, I think I think here's the thing. I think it's gonna start with us, the big sisters, the big cousins, the big brothers. The uncles, the like the aunties, I think it's going to start with us to make that change and show them that it's not cool to devalue yourself for a good time. It's not cool to devalue yourself for something that looks cool and something that's in style. It's not cool to be around people who will do devalue you on any space they can find, whether it be Instagram or what is that little uh little racist Chinese app uh TikTok? Yeah, that that crap. Um it's not cool. It's not cool to be a prop because when these little white girls make you a prop that goes back to 400 years of slavery where you ain't nothing but property and that's been not cool so I definitely think it's gonna have to start with us with my current generation where we're gonna have to start like holding people accountable and and choosing who we even have fun with and have a fling with wiser Cause it ain't like you gotta marry everybody you touch, but you should at least have the common sense to make sure that you're touching someone who values your you, the skin you're in, and people who look like you. We're gonna have to make the trend valuing ourselves for real because I think that is the issue that these young kids don't they don't value their black skin and you can tell they don't by the way they treat the black girls and the black women but 
mostly the black girls that aren't, you know, related to them. They don't choose them. They don't pick them. And like I said, that's all well and fine because I don't believe in little girls being pick me's. I do believe date who treats you well, but who also values you no matter what color they are and what they look like. I don't believe that little black girls should just go and just only date little black little black boys. I really don't. But if you're going to date somebody that is a POC of not black descent and someone or someone that's Caucasian, then that person needs to value everything that your life stands for. Because unfortunately for black people, what I think a lot of these young kids don't understand is that like this skin that we're in in America is almost like a protest itself. Every day, it is like our own flag. And if you get around people who will spit on and talk crap about your flag, then you might as well just set your flag on fire. Like, just set yourself on fire. Because you ain't got no respect for yourself. And we're going to have to, we're going to have to really step that up. But I think that definitely starts with us. And it's not going to just start with these, oh, black, black love matters. And, oh, representation matters. And it's all cute. It's real, real cute. I love to see it. Follow a couple of the pages myself. At the same time, with the current climate, is it necessarily plausible for everyone to just date within their race? No, it's not. I'm not going, like, I'm not going to be some type of, like, um, Black utopian speaker or something. Like, it's just not going to happen. So, but what you can do is make sure that these the people that you are dating are having fun with are hanging around have the same values of your life that you do and then they're willing to stand up for that otherwise they do not deserve to be in your presence yeah that makes sense i felt like i was a little everywhere hmm? Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, um, I, I really think that's that's what we have to do. We just we're gonna have to hold people accountable. You can't be afraid to walk away. Like, I you know I would even go as far as to say, look, black parents that live in these you know um, affluent neighborhoods, get your kids some black friends so they can stop looking for acceptance in the eyes of people that generationally don't give a fuck about us. Get them around some people who love them and care about them because that's where the issue really starts from. You don't have them around nobody who loves them and cares about them except for you. And it's debatable if you do because you have them in this area that is so like like distant from people that are of the same cloth they're from. 
you're going to have to care about them more. You're going to have to care about them enough to put them with other black people so that they can see the diaspora. There are, you know, there, you know, it's just, it's like a, a, a big, just as many white people as there are. There's just as many black people in different groups. Ones with like anime, all types of crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Well, I won't say crazy stuff because some of that stuff kind of cool to me personally, but you know, all types of, you know, stuff that people deem as weird. Get them around them. Stop trying to hold them up and be like, oh, it's for the best. They're so safe here. They're not safe. They're experiencing microaggressions so severe, especially in today's times. Because, boy, if I went to school when TikTok and Instagram, all that stuff was like, you know, things, racism, ain't no telling. Ain't, ain't no telling what would happen. Ain't no telling. Like... I probably would have snapped out because so they, these kids are going to school in a time where racism is emboldened literally by the head of state. Like we have to put them in safe spaces so that they can learn to appreciate themselves for who they actually are and for what they actually look like. You have to take responsibility for that, Black parents, because the world isn't going to do that. The way the world is set up, it is to break us down, to make us want to lighten our skin, straighten our hair, like skinny our nose, as I slightly contoured today. It ain't built for us. It is not built for us to love ourselves. And the community raises your child more than you do. Everybody is a product of their surroundings. People hate to hear it, but it's the truth. So put your kids in some surroundings where people look like them and are appreciating people like them. Stop having them, stop having them out here devaluing themselves and clout chasing for friends because y'all are doing that to them. So do you think there's some level of, you know, compromise with that? I mean, to not get too deep into the history of housing in the United States and stuff like that, it typically comes with nicer houses tend to be in more affluent white areas. Personally, I have seen that change a little bit as, you know, I grew up in one of those areas and, it has shifted slightly to where there are more people of color, like, you know, coming in. But, um, you know, how do you think is a way to kind of mix it? Because, like, within my own experience, I went to school like that, but my mom drove us 45 minutes away to go to a Black Girl Scout troop. You know, like, what are other what are some things that people can do, you know, outside of move out of your house, move out of, you know, like that, what you worked for? Like, what are some resources or... Oh. Things that people can do to help introduce them to, you know, different areas and different children, you know? Yeah. I, no, no, no. I'm going to see. Okay. I'm not telling nobody to move. I'm telling them because <laughs> a baby girl will stay in a nice neighborhood. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. What I'm saying is that. 
I, I always think your mom did a, a fairly decent job. I feel like she put effort. I definitely think she had you on your black cousins. Um, you know, I just, but I think those are the things you're going to have to do. Like you're going to have to step it up. If you're going to put them in, if just as much time as they're spending in that area where people don't look like them, don't necessarily accept them, like where they have to assimilate so much, you're going to have to find ways to get, spend just as much time in places where they can just be themselves. And that's on the parent. I don't know if you ain't got family, but it's groups. You can join a black church. Maybe you don't do church. There are, a and like wherever you are, like there are, you know, y'all can do community service, you know, with a, a black group. It's, it's a bunch of ways. Like, it's really no excuse necessarily. I mean, I don't know, unless you live in one of those flower states and uh, figure it out. <laughs> but, you know, or sometimes it's just about finding other black people and creating a family unit, creating the community that you want your kids to be raised in. Doesn't matter if y'all don't live in the same neighborhood. Y'all stay in the same 20, 30 minute vicinity. Y'all can link up, have cookouts, give your kids spaces where they can just be with people that look like them and act like them naturally, like their natural selves. Where people understand them. Where when your hair is straight and you get in the pool and then shrink up, ain't nobody looking at you funny. That stuff. Yeah, I think, I just think where the parents are going to have to take a lot more responsibility and a lot more um, onus on that in particular. Does that make sense? Like they're going to have to go the extra mile to put their kids in a situation that can help them be their best blackity black self. I'm going to ask a very dangerous question. Oh, this will be fun. This should be fun. Um, so experiencing from like what I remember growing up um, and like the kind of area that I was in and probably even you, um, do you think that though there are a lot of issues going on that the black community for younger people and then specific, I'm thinking younger girls is just a little bit stronger, like with, um, you know, with the natural hair movement that swept through and that a lot of girls don't feel like they have to straighten their hair or, you know, with a lot of younger people, even though social media can kind of be a curse and really in your face in a way has been able to like help them possibly connect with other people in a way that they wouldn't have been able to. Do you think that, um, you know, we should be focusing on how to continue to be a good presence for people on you know the platforms that we now have access to does do that even make sense kind of like as a question that like with life being so different of like how do we as an older generation of black girls who remember what it was like to grow up in some certain way you know turn back around and not point in their face of like oh well you're gonna go through the blah blah, blah. you know like how can we comfort them and help you know bring them up through you know that kind of space 
even if we can't drive to each other? Like, what can we do? Um, so I guess like, as, as you're saying, like, as like a, um, just a media person, just like somebody, you know, just shares thoughts. That's kind of what I do. Like, like several ways, because I, I also feel like I want people to understand that just because you're not a social media influencer, you don't have a podcast that like you can't, um, be a virtual big sister. So like, in what ways do you think that we can positively push out? you know, the message of acceptance towards this younger generation of black girls and even black men to just, you know, be truly themselves and feel accepted. I think, um, hmm. for me personally, I feel like as far as the black girls, I feel like because of the natural hair movement and all the YouTubers, you know, who are just, you know, solely focused on hair, because, you know, hair in the black community is like the big thing. It always will be this days back to to probably BC. So don't even worry about it. Don't question it. Just let that shit be. But <laughs> I think for black girls... I feel like they are empowered in a sense. I really feel like our issue is really with like our men. And I'm not pointing fingers necessarily, but I think there's just been a lot of, in the black community, there is a lot of raising our girls and loving our sons. And granted, I get the sentiment behind it, but we are just not raising them with the amount of self-awareness and self-love that they need to be aware of. We're not, well, we're not, matter of fact, it's not even like raising. We're, we're not, hmm. there's a lack of accountability, an extreme lack of accountability for the way black men, young or old, are allowed to treat black women. And I think that's the issue. There is a lack of accountability in the like respect that is given to us. And I really think that's the issue. And I feel like society as a whole, because there are moms who, you know, attempt to raise, you know, their sons to, you know, to have that accountability to themselves and their people. But once again, that starts with the man. Men men need to be in a man's life. They need like I I am not like of the thought process that a woman can raise a grown man. I don't fully believe that. I feel like regardless they are going to need some type of male influence. Regardless if it's their daddy, an uncle, your brother, like you know, they need something like a mentor. They need somebody to follow. And generation after generation after generation, that key thing has been left out 
from black men. They don't have that. They don't like that lack of like that respect. That's the one thing they're not passed like that's not being passed down. But it something can't be passed down if it was never given to you. So I I get it. But it's time for our generation to find it and start passing it around and down. Yeah, I just, yeah, there's just, I could go into a whole other thing necessarily like with that, but I'm going to let that go. I'm going to let it, I'm going to let it go. But that's really, yeah. See so yeah, guys, like, since this is a dating podcast, I really wanted to tackle this subject, you know, as close to, you know, our territory as possible. And it is our responsibility to vet the people that we have around us. And they need to be for us. And if and they're you not, don't- what? I was asking if if you don't mind, if it's not too personal, you can say if it is. Uh, what was your guy friend kind of saying to you after you said all of that? Like, how was he feeling about his relationship or anything like that? If you don't want to share, you don't have to. Oh, no, I'll share. I don't have a problem with it because he called me today. <laughs> <laughs> um, he like, OK, so after we talked about it, you know, we like literally talked for hours it was kind of exhausting um (laughs) but uh I think I think it's something I think what really helped him understand was the you know accessory because nobody wants to feel like part of an outfit you're a whole human And I also explained to him, because this is real key, that if you don't hold the people, those people in your life accountable, then they are also nothing but an accessory to you. So you also got a problem. They just something to use, too, so that you can be um, accepted. They might as well be, you know, the Gucci belt. And that that there's an issue with you as well. So um, he said, you know, he talked with her. He told me today, he reported back that, you know, he talked with her. And, you know, sis was just, you know, just never thought about it like that. And just was like, oh, all oh, crap. And just she's in full gear now. Sis is on a roll. So I want to see how long it lasts. But I actually have faith in her. So, to you, sis. No, I won't call you sis. To you, to you, girl. You're not a sis. You ain't black. <laughs> but to you, my little ally. We're gonna see how long you stay on that role. And because I explained to him, like, if she, if that's the woman you're gonna marry, then this is not a one-time thing for her. Like, she gotta keep this up. Like. She got to. She's going to have to find ways to fight the system that will now be against her black family because that is a mother's job. 
So did he ever talk about um, if they ever talked about any implications with like her and her family and stuff like that? Because um, I know that has to be, especially with everything now. Like I feel like at first with Trump, it was just like, ah, oh, we don't like him. He's racist. He's annoying. But now it's just, it, it just feels personally, it just feels very like, okay, this is actually like. Uh, All out war. Like a civil <laughs> war actually right now. Um <laughs> So has she even talked about that? Because that's kind of a big thing that if her family wants to vote for that again and, you know, how hard does she stand against that? Because you have kids with that man like that's that's those kids family and they need to. But they don't have kids yet. No, I'm not saying they have kids well, yet. Yeah, but... yeah, in the future. Right. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like. Have they had a conversation about it? Because I personally feel like maybe it's just me. Maybe it's because I'm a grandma, but I did this with the Zoya. Like, I'm never going to date anyone if I cannot mentally see them having my kids. Like, I don't understand how people can be like, oh, well, that's for a future date to think about. Like, no, it's not because that'll just come up so quickly. Like, boop, she's pregnant. So what are you going to do now? Now you have to deal with family dynamics. So did they ever have that conversation about, like, her family and what that possibly means to him and what that possibly could mean? of a rift between her and her family? He didn't necessarily, he didn't go into it. He told me that he talked with her brother about white privilege, which, okay. But, um, <laughs> and what that was, which I, um, he didn't, he just, part of me feels like he's glazing over, but also, you know, I know that's, it's a tough conversation. Um, so I'm not going to police how, he has those conversations exactly how he covers it. Um, but I'm going to ask because, you know, now I'm recording and he was supposed to, they went to the protest in Greensboro. Um, so, um, and I told him, I was like, oh, you know, if you get arrested and it's, you know, 500 or less, I'll bail you out. And, <laughs> and you know, because this is over, <laughs> you better call your mama. <laughs> And uh, or if it's, you know, or just text when you get home. Um, so I'm sure we will talk again because the phone is on airplane mode right now because we're recording. But I didn't get to ask. Yeah, I just I didn't get to ask. But honestly, I don't really. I don't feel like they, I don't feel like you did. Honestly, I think it's too pussy. <laughs> and I know you're going to listen, dog. No, that's OK. I feel like it's possibly one conversation at a time. It's a. It's a lot to dump all of that on somebody who, what it sounds like, she was like, oh, I really didn't think about it that way. You know, like, there's going to be a lot more conversations and a lot more layers to yeah, unpeel I, from that. I think right now she is focusing on, which, like I said, I can, I guess I can appreciate. I don't know, bro. Like, I sometimes just feel like as Black people, we just got to take the scraps. But whatever. I'm just, I'm not in the business of shitting on people when they trying so you know i'm just uh no at, at this day and age i appreciate effort and trying to understand yeah. like I, I genuinely do yeah so i think it's gonna you know right now she's in full throttle so i guess it's just gonna have to see like if she keeps it up i think she's in the you know um i think she's in the mindset of 
proving to her black man, her potential black husband, that, you know, she can do what it takes to be the head of a black household and fight oppression, fight a system that has truly benefited her. So um, we're going to let her, you know, do that and take that in stride. Um, but I, I thought the conversation was good that he needed to be aware of it because he going he to have to be on her neck about it. I hate, I hate to be like, I hate to be seem like a negative person, but you're going to have to. If you're in an interracial, interracial relationship, that is something that they are not allowed to get comfortable around with. If there's ever a day where you don't necessarily want to, you know, find a new way to, you know, discuss racism, or you don't even feel like talking about the brutality and things that are happening to us, you can, but they can't. They don't get no days off from this fight because that's their ancestors' dirty work. That's their parents' dirty work. They got to clean that up. I know this sounds a little radical, but that's what we need. We got 400 years of crap to clean up. And truthfully, that issue is not really within the black community. That is where white people gonna have to figure out why they need to stand on someone's back and keep someone down to feel alive and to feel important. That is the internal work they're going to have to do. And so they don't get no days off from it. You got to be standing up to your family. You got to be holding your people accountable at all times. They can't slip, slip and say no slick shit. Like, they don't get no passes. Because this is a y'all issue. This is a y'all issue that we have to bear the burden of. Because y'all have some type of like internal spiritual issue that y'all just don't feel valued if y'all aren't putting other people down. And since that's your people, you gonna have to, like, it's your job to be clearing that up from the inside. At all times. Especially if you want to be dating a black person. And have a black family. Yeah. That's all I got to share about it. Well, guys, um, I would just like to thank y'all for, you know, really hanging in there with us. Eventually, Kai will be back. She's taking a spiritual break. As we said, this has been a, a really um, tumultuous time for all of us. And um, honestly, we're just tired. So um, eventually she'll be back and we'll do joint episodes. Um but until then, guys, we really thank y'all for, you know, sticking there with us, viewing, leave comments, um, tell us if y'all want us to go over any other topic. Um, but yeah, so I'm Chalice Bree. Please follow us on all the things, Twitter, Instagram. I really like it. So we got, oh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And you can also listen to us on Spotify as well and Anchor. Um, but yeah, like... 
I'm praying for everybody, bro. I'm really hoping we don't have to lose some more lives to get this, you know, get this ball really rolling. So, um, stay blessed, y'all. And uh, I'll see y'all next week. <sighs> Bye.